0: One, two, three, four. Oh, oh, it's the Hague Report, the
1: Hague Report, la, la, la.
2: Yo, what is going on? Hey guys, this is Joel Friday again to fill in for James Hake. I am back. This is the second week. Amazing. It's a blessing. Happy to be here. Feeling good. But I got a story to tell you guys. Oh my God. I got a few stories to tell you guys. But first, I want to do stuff, the stuff, the intro stuff, which is... um welcome to the show i'm glad to be back i uh, hope you guys are tuning in uh, i see there's some people watching right now amazing how's it going guys how you guys doing i hope you're doing well it's a rainy day in california uh, i love the weather change i love the winter i love how the weather changes and it gets cold and then we get christmas time and all that good stuff so I, I'm uh, excited to be here, and um, today so far is a good day. So really quick, I want to get these things out of the way before we, I, I get into my story because I got a story to tell you guys. Uh, but first, you can call in. I want to make sure I give that number out right off the bat. You can call in at 888-775-3773. I use that out top of my brain. I should already know this, but I had to make sure. 888-775-3773. You can call in. Make sure you call in whenever. Ask me some questions or just to, you know, have a little conversation. Um, You guys called last week. We got some calls last week. You got a bunch of calls last week, actually. So call in again, and uh, we can talk, and uh, we can get into it ask me anything. Nothing's off limits. Ask me whatever you want. Um, blah, 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 blah. So again, that's 888-775-3773. Call in and let's talk on the Hake report. Amazing. So, so just to fill some of you guys in last week, I was here for James Hake, um, same time. And we talked about a few different things and got into some stuff, took some calls. But last week, uh, you, some of you guys don't know, is um, right before the show, I was catching like a fever. And nobody knows, but right before the show, literally before the show, I was catching a fever. On the entire show, the entire two hours, my... Head was about to explode. I was on fire. You guys didn't even know this. I was literally on fire. Right before I walked in the studio, I was catching a fever. And the whole show, I was on fire. The fever was going up and up and up. I felt it. I was trying to keep it together. But I was definitely catching something. And during the whole show, I could just feel my my face on fire. Everything's on fire, and I'm just trying to hold it together. But I was still good at the same time, meaning that I was still able to think clear, blah, blah, blah. So it was all good. But, um, yeah, there was definitely a spiritual battle going on and a physical battle for sure. So fast forward, I end up getting a high fever afterwards and getting sick all week. I've been sick all week, and it, like, took me out. Oh my gosh, this thing was so heavy. Took me out. I was waking up confused. It was all kinds of weird kind of symptoms that was going on. And I think I lost a little bit of weight. I don't know if you guys can tell. I don't know. You know, this shirt used to be tighter on me and it's not. But I tried to, me and Hassan last week were talking about how if you wore a tighter shirt to make it look like you got more going on, I tried to wear a tighter one because I lost a little weight. <laughs> So I got on a tight shirt, but this used to actually be tighter. But, you know, I lost some weight. So if it looks like I lost weight, it's because I was sick. I could barely eat, even though I was hungry. I didn't have like a stomach flu, but I can barely eat. I um, wasn't very hungry. And when I ate, I could only eat a few things. And I was just in bed resting and trying to just get better and, um, you know, drink a lot of liquids take some medicine, do all that good stuff to try to get back to health. But it was bad. And one of the symptoms was waking up confused. I would I would wake up in the middle of the night trying to figure out where I am. I would look around like, what? <laughs> where where am I? Sorry, I need to look at this camera. I can't forget that. But I kept thinking, like, where... I had to, like, process where I was. It was the weirdest thing. And then... it. it it's so much stuff was going on. So much stuff was going on in this loop. But I had to let it pass. I had to just bear through it, deal with it, endure and uh not overreact. But I was fine, you know, obviously it's not like I was dying, but it was just a heavy, a heavy, you know, cold that just swept me off my feet, literally. So but now I'm back. And this is actually like the one of the my like second day like really back to it and up and out and blah blah blah. So yeah. Um overall the cause of it, I was trying to figure out like why the heck did I get sick? Cause I, I rarely get sick. I'm gonna just tell you guys that I rarely get sick because for the most part I'm pretty healthy, right? Like I work out, I eat well. You know, blah blah blah. So I, I stayed pretty healthy and I rarely, rarely, really, really, rarely get sick. So I was trying to figure out why why I got sick, and what I what happened was um, I was overworking. This is what I came up with because normally when your body shuts down, it's because it's not used to something or it's being overpushed. And I didn't feel like I was overdoing it, right? Like I felt fine, but I do know that um, my schedule has gotten increased, you know, over this past um, uh, few months, just with new different things that I picked up, new little side jobs, stuff like that that I've been, um, you know, picking up, bring some more income in, and um, you know, I've been really pushing it, you know, working long days. And then, um, you know, almost six to seven days a week. And it's important to get rest. Rest is just as important. I was waking up super early and going to sleep, you know, fairly late. So I wasn't getting the hours that I should. But when I would wake up in the morning, I would feel fine. Like I wouldn't feel sleepy um, or anything, but I was getting like five to six hours of sleep. So I'm like, okay, I'm fine. You know, I wake up, I have energy, and I'm, you know, my day is normal. I'm not, like, over – I don't feel like I'm exhausted. But my body just wasn't used to it. So um, after doing that for as long as I was, my body was just like, nope, you need to chill. So I think that's why I got sick. And um, it's just crazy. I I say that story because it's just crazy because in my early 20s, I would have – never expected myself to uh even have the conversation of overworking. In my early 20s, I used to have to tell myself, like, you have to go to work. You have you have to <laughs> you gotta be productive. You gotta do something with your your day to day. You can't just sit at home. And that's because <clears throat> I was raised a certain way to where in my 20s, it was very hard to work. It was hard to have that discipline to work. I wanted to do all everything else besides work. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to watch TV. I wanted to chill. I wanted to go out. Everything but have that discipline to work. So literally, I had to teach myself, with the grace of God, to teach myself how to work. And I remember it shifting when I was like 21 and realizing like I gotta stop being lazy. And fast forward to now, it's just crazy how God works because now um, even, you know, to have that revelation that I'm overworking, that I got to pull back a little bit, it's just like a a complete transformation from where I used to be. So even though it was horrible, it sucked, but there was a blessing in it to realize that I've came a long way and, um, you know, now I just got to watch, you know, watch how I do it, watch... Watch how much uh, rest I get and and do what I gotta do to uh, keep my health right, but still keep grinding. So that's my sixth story, my cold story. Um, I wanted to get to that first because literally I was I was worn out, and today is like one of the the, the days that I'm I'm back at it and and feeling almost almost at my best. So. Um, That's my story. Amazing. Now, today, there's a few things that I want to get into. Um, I wanted to have a little bit more stuff to talk about this this week. So I brought a a few different things that that I'm going to get to. Um, And then I'm going to take some calls. We got some calls coming in already. Um, Appreciated callers. uh, Just wait for me a little bit and then we're going to i'll take your call soon i just wanted to get to a, a story that i've been um thinking about uh, or i came across and i thought it was very interesting uh just based off of what this uh this person said in these in this story that i'm going to talk about um and then i want to get you guys this feedback too and see what you guys think uh, but it was interesting so I'll get straight into it. So first, um, I wanted to talk about Nicholas Cruz. Now, I know some of you guys know uh, what's been going on with um, the trial. So Nicholas Cruz trial. Um, now, this is the old story just to catch you guys back up. Nicholas Cruz is, a, is the Parkland, the Stone, Stone Man Douglas high school shooter. I don't know if you guys remember him. He was a young guy, 19, and he went into the high school and shot up a bunch of kids. And um, it was a big thing at the time. And then it became a political thing to where a bunch of different people decided to take a political stance and um, fight against guns. And I forgot the guy's name. There's David something, a bunch of other people who – we're trying to stand up against um, guns in the country uh, due to this Stoneman Douglas High School shooter, Nicholas Cruz. So Nicholas Cruz is now in the headlines because he is now getting um, charged. His charges after, I think it's two, three years, they're now... Uh, oh, okay, Nick is helping me out here. Uh, David, David Hogg was one of the, like... Um, what would you call him? what what would you what would he be considered? Um, an activist, an activist for for guns to be outlawed in the United States. Uh, David Hogg was one of them. And then he had like a little crew, a little squad to where they were like really standing for not having guns in the country and, you know, doing the whole thing. And it was pushed by, obviously, you know, family and all that stuff. and people who are trying to make everything political and, you know, a bunch of different people, a bunch of other kids that were the face of this whole movement. It was really like a little movement for a second. But anyway, Nicholas Cruz is now being um, convicted um, after the two or three years. And I think it's like a bunch of different counts and they're giving him a life sentences for you know murder and attempted murder i think there was like 20 something cases to where he is now um being convicted for and i was watching a little bit of that trial but anyways um for whatever reason i got interested and wanted to look into um the interview cuz you know how they always show the suspects or the 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 people you know the murderers quote unquote who you know, they, they put their their faces and they talk about them in the news, the headlines, but we never hear after the fact. So we never really hear too much about the interviews or what their mindset is or, or what caused them to do it. Like we don't ever do that unless we personally go and dig in there and see what was going on. So I did that a little bit. I just kind of want to see, like, what is what was his mindset going into it? And James may have covered this, the clips I'm going to play. James may have covered this in the past. So you may have seen this, but I just want to bring it back up because it talks about he says so many key things that are so revealing that I'm like, there's no way that this is – why is this not on all the headlines? Why is this not on every news station? Why is this not being – replayed over and over because he's telling you what the problem is. So I'm going to go to the first clip. Um, By the way, this is um, Stone Man Douglas High School shooter in Parkland, Florida, just in case you guys didn't know. I'm sure everybody knows, though. Nicholas Cruz. The first clip is um, Nicholas in the investigation room with a police officer, and um, I guess he's the... Uh, I don't even know what he would his title would be called, but he is basically the detective. He's uh, interviewing him and trying to get some answers as to why he did what he did. So the first clip I want to show you guys of what Nicholas says um, while talking to the detective.
3: Okay. That's, oh, uh, I told you it's true. I, I understand I that. So, uh, oh, and not this one. The, deem- the so demon it, is it because be, you, you got disrespected by...
2: It should be the... The longer one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. So let's talk about the last couple days. When was the last time you heard the voice? Yesterday. And what time was it yesterday? Can
2: we turn it up a little Tonight.
3: bit? Okay. And where are we at? Work. You're at work? So you're at Dollar Tree. And what's the voice telling you?
4: Hurt people.
3: To hurt people. Hurt people at Dollar Tree, or hurt people. Hurt people in general. Okay. Doesn't say specifically who. All right. Good morning. Okay, let's talk about cause did the voice. The voice didn't tell you to take Uber, right? Yes, it did. It did. Yes. The voice said take Uber. Yes. The, did the voice. Vo- the voice is is in me. You're the voice. And there's there's no. The, in here. Okay, it's in your head. Yes. What is it? A male voice or a female voice? Male. Male. Can you tell how old the voice is? My age. Okay. you have a good voice too or just a bad voice? Is there, is there a voice inside of you that says, do good things? No? It's always bad. No, it can't be, you held down a job for two years. If you were doing things bad, you wouldn't be able to hold the job down for two years, right? Okay. I mean, look. Everybody has, everybody, Every it's me and then my bad side. I understand. Everybody's got a quote good and bad side. There's people. No, it's, it's, it's a voice. The voice isn't here. It. And then it's me. It's just regular me. Just trying to be a good person. Okay. But obviously, again, when you say it's a voice, it's you. It's all you. The voice is you as well. It's The voice didn't force you to do anything, right? Uh, No, the voice did. It's two voices. There's one half that's a good and then the bad. Yeah. But the bad side is you as well. Everybody's got a good and a bad side.
2: So I thought that was super duper 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 telling and interesting of how he's talking about the voices in his head, like he's literally telling you what's going on. He's saying the voices in my head told me to do it. Now, before I say any more, I wanted to see uh, what Hassan thought about those clips. I don't know if he had already seen them or not, but I wanted to see what Hassan thought about those clips. Hassan, did you see those clips before?
0: I have never. That was the first time. Okay. Seeing it.
2: Okay. And what do you think about? what you, you heard in those clips or in that clip.
0: I mean, it's very interesting to hear it because it's a lot like kind of what Jesse talks about as far as the real us and the not us. And yeah. for him to be explaining it and to like know it and be saying it, it's almost like shrilling to kind of, yeah. it's intense it's, it to see that. And then you got this guy just telling them, no, that voice yeah. is you. That voice is you. You're, that. you know. And it's like now understanding the spiritual battle more. Yeah. It's so sad how many times that incident happens to kids even before that. Yeah. In school, yeah. in therapy, in counseling. There's so many, probably, of those moments where that happens. And it's uh, yeah, it's unfortunate
2: Hassan said exactly it it's It's unfortunate because nobody's taking the time to understand what's actually going on, right. Our first thing that we do, thanks, Hassan, for giving your take, yeah. but the first thing that we do is that we we point the finger, right We're like this. Crazy person just shot the school. Let's ban guns, right? This crazy person um, needs to go to jail, and obviously, there's consequences that need to happen. He needs to, you know, be put in jail or whatever the consequences may be. You know, people suffered, you know, due to him, you know, taking this action. So there's obviously consequences that need to be done, but we also demonize people, right, on a large scale like this, but even on a smaller scale. Even on a smaller scale, when it all comes from the same thing, right? So if the, the the man who just steals a candy bar from the store is being controlled by a voice, but yeah, and you know, on the smaller scale, you know, we're judging him all like, you know, he's a thief or whatever the case is. But we don't understand oftentimes what's causing these things. We just think that we have our our answer is um condemn, right? Because we don't know any better, right? But if we really take it even deeper, is that everybody, everybody, everybody has those voices. It's the only difference is is how we um, respond to them and if they have a, if they have a uh, more of a tighter grip on us than most, right? But everybody has that. And if we took the time to just think about how we all experience that, we all hear voices, right? We all hear uh, the enemy trying to lie to us, even on a small scale, go eat that piece of cake when you're on a diet, right? And the enemy's like, ooh, it looks good. Ooh, it looks good. That's a voice. That's Satan in your mind telling you, trying to um, tempt you to do something that you know you shouldn't do. We all have those voices. And if we just understood people like the Parkland Shooter is no different and we're actually no different than he is, then we would have a little bit more compassion and understanding that these people are going through spiritual issues right now obviously it goes a little bit deeper for some people so for this next clip i'm going to go into um a little bit it talks about you know his family upbringing he was adopted and um you know how they used to treat him so i want to go into that next clip there and we'll go from there
3: you were adopted i mean your family was always good to you even though they weren't your biological parents, did they treat you like you were their kid? I mean they treat you good? Yes I know. Well what was the no? what they do that wasn't good? Put me down. Put you down what? Like Demeaning? Just put me down, make me feel bad. I mean why'd they make you feel bad? About what? That was crazy stupid Mm
2: -hmm. So that basically talks about how even he was adopted so he doesn't um, I don't know if he knows his real parents or But he's adopted so he has an adopted mom and dad and then they didn't treat him right They made him feel bad. It made him feel like a bad person like he's worthless that he's you know evil that he's crazy, right? So he already has a spiritual um, beat down, so to speak, from his family growing up. So he's already, you know, is insecure, right? So that's where the demons actually come in because um, you, you escape into your head. You escape into your head because you're just trying to feel good. You're trying to feel better. And oftentimes, the easiest way to feel better is go to your ego, right? Because your emotions are—they can make you feel good, right? Conflict or um, um, sex or drugs or um, um, uh, some people like to argue a lot. Some people like to fight because it gives—you know—there's a there's a high that comes from the ego. From escaping into your mind. So, all these different things are, you know, the reason why people end up doing certain things because they're escaping into their mind. So, this last clip I want to um, go to is where the detective um, is trying to explain to him, like, it's in your head. It's not a demon. It's you. And... He responds. Nicholas responds to the detective in a certain way, and I'm gonna play this clip here, and we'll talk about it.
3: Okay. Nice. Oh, uh, I told you it's true. I, I understand I that. So uh, all this, the demon, the demon is because you the, you got disrespected by in front of uh, your peers. All right.
2: What? Hey, look, the detective, you just know, making it worse. Sorry, no,
3: I'm not. I, I'm a. Fifty-nine-year-old man who's raised three children. So I guess that makes me somewhat of a psychologist. I think you can give me a psychologist here? Uh, I can certainly ask. Okay.
2: So the boy is asking. The boy is begging for help. He's like, he's not like this. This evil person that is saying i'm so glad that i did what i did he's not this person that's like everybody deserves to die in the beginning of this of this video he's like hitting himself in the face he knows he's done wrong he's hitting himself in the face he's like you know doing like the the signals of like the gun in his mouth and on his head like he's He knows um, the the detective tried to give him water. He's like, I don't deserve it. Like, this kid is troubled, and he's telling the detective, begging the detective, basically, I need help. And the detective, which he may be good at his job as a detective, right? But when it comes to understanding how to be of service spiritually, he ain't it. I'm telling you that right now, he ain't it and he's telling him he's telling the kid no it's you it's not no demon it's you and then he wants to say that um he's a psychologist um maybe because he raised three kids which also don't mean nothing it don't mean nothing you raised three kids now you think you know about kids right and i hate for uh, his kids to be dealing with some thoughts and 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 then he tell you know he tells kids that it's you, it's not a demon. That's the wrong stuff. People don't get better when you tell them the you know these things. So my thing is that you know it's this kid is is telling you what's wrong. He's begging for help. He's asking for a psychologist, and it's so. E- I just thought it was so fascinating to me because it's so easy to be like. Wow, this guy killed over twenty plus kids. He's an evil, you know, person. He deserves A, B, and C. But when you take the time to actually look at look at him, he's no different than anybody. He's no different than anybody. He got caught up. He had. He's troubled, right? But if you you almost want to have compassion on the kid for begging um, for a psychologist and saying that it's the thoughts, it's the thoughts, it's the thoughts. And that's that's a real problem. These are real. That's a real spiritual thing. Satan gets in your mind. And if you're troubled like that, he can convince you to do things that you don't want to do. And like I said, he convinces everybody to do something on a smaller scale that they don't want to do. On a daily basis, we're convinced of doing things we don't want to do on a small scale, right? Take the drug, don't take the drug. Smoke, don't smoke. Um, overeat. Don't overeat. Um, whatever it may be. Eat the piece of candy. Don't eat the piece of candy. Have sex. Don't have sex. That's a good one. Watch porn. Don't watch porn, right? Satan is in there involved in everything, right? But on a smaller scale. Now he's just on the larger scale, but it's the same voice the same exact voice so I thought that was so good because for one as human beings it's so easy to condemn when we're all dealing with the same stuff in a different way and then for two to see how um the police oftentimes um don't approach it from the spiritual side and I wanted to go on this a little bit more um, because and then just to wrap it up is that if you're a police officer, I believe you need to be all things because as a police officer, and I think this is part of the problem, is you have to understand what's going on, right? Now, obviously, as a police officer, it's important to be trained and to know police work and to know the law, to uphold the law and um, be, you know, trained as in tough to be able to deal with um, people on the streets. You know, that's important, right? That's very important. But um, what's most important is being a cop who has an understanding of who can see, who's awake, who um, is enlightened. Because you have to be able to understand what's going on. You know what I mean? Because that helps you understand how to deal with things, right? To understand when to use certain force, when to pull back, you know, when to be aggressive, when to just talk it through. Because you almost have to be a a therapist at the same time because people are actually, the people that these cops are dealing with in the streets have issues. And as a cop, you got to be able to deal with those issues. Your job is to protect. Your job is to make sure that um, everyone is safe, right? But how could you do that if you if you only know half the battle, right? You only know how to fight and um, use the gun or use a taser or or, um, uphold the law or whatever the case is. But do you know what people are dealing with? Do you know how to deal with people who are not in the right place? And I think that this is part of the problem is because cops are oftentimes, and not all. Now, obviously, there's good cops that are out there, and— and it's not all cops um that are that lack this um but from what we see, you know oftentimes cops do have a lack, and I think it's the the spiritual side of things. They don't really know what's going on spiritually, so they overreact um, um they're over emotional, they're passionate, they're angry, you know these things that happen. And these are human traits, right, that we all must overcome. But as a cop, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, it's just what it is, we're, cops are held to a higher standard. So as a cop, I, I feel like it's your duty to make sure you check off these boxes. Am I emotional? Am I um, stable emotionally? Am I overcoming? Um, um, have I overcome being um offended easily am I sensitive you know all these things are important as a cop right it's important am I in tune with what's actually going on but oftentimes we just don't see that in the street we don't see that in general and for me um some of you guys don't know but I um was in the process to become a police officer uh, a few years ago, two or three years ago, towards my end of, um, before leaving Bond. I was trying to be a Los Angeles um, police officer, LAPD. I went through the whole process, the full process. I went through the training. I went through uh, the testing. I went back to school because, you know, I can't read. I could read. <laughs> but uh, I had to do uh, essay testing and law and, uh, that ain't strong suit. So I had to go back to school to learn how to do like like punctuation and grammar and all that stuff. I had to go back and learn that. I went through this long process that most people don't know about. I went from the beginning of uh, the police thing to the, the very end. I took the, the training, I did the training. I was running four or five miles in preparation for this, um, um, sprints, all kinds of stuff that was needed uh, for the Police Academy. I went through this whole process a year. I went through it for a year. It was supposed to be three months. It took me a year, the whole process. The last step was the psychological evaluation where they asked me a bunch of questions about um, just who I am and um, my values and my family history. And I was honest, a little bit too honest but i was honest and um they didn't choose me they didn't pick me and i was confused because i studied the um the lapd's uh what do you call it uh code of ethics i studied that joint studied it and i'm like this is a this is a shoe in this is cake i'm 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 everything that this thing is asking for i'm that or am I'm, I'm um on my way to you know I'm my I want to overcome I'm I'm in that I'm in that vein right and you know I'm like this is like the job this job is for me like this is what I'm supposed to be doing I'm supposed to be <laughs> this is what I'm going to do I was pumped I'm like this makes sense like everything that I'm learning and everything that I want to be um and I'm working towards being they're asking as a LAP, uh, PD of, LAPD officer. So I'm like, "This I'm a shoe in Turns out, nope, they didn't want me. They're like, bye. And they said no, and I even appealed it. I'm like, what do you mean no? I appealed it. I wrote them a letter. I got a bunch of reference letters from people who have um, experienced uh been with me in different experiences that I've dealt with certain things, certain ways to write letters. I did all kinds of stuff and they denied me twice. They didn't want me. No, we don't want you. And then I was like, that is crazy. It made me start to really think about what is really expected of officers and what is um, what they're really about. And for me, it, it was like, man, I couldn't have, yeah, maybe I said like um a few wrong things that that they probably didn't need to know. Like maybe I was too honest in certain things. But regardless, um like I'm not I'm not this insane person. Meaning like I don't have a record. You know, I don't have A, B, and C. I don't have these things to where, like, I, I'm a threat. But I'm going to tell you why they, I think that they thought I was a threat. Was because I think for myself. And when I was telling them, when they were asking me questions, they are asking me about my, my family history. And then, um, you know, they were telling me, like, what's your relationship with your family? And then I would just honestly, you know, like, you know, I didn't always get along with my family, but... Um, I realized, you know, AB, I, I realized that, um, you know, oftentimes we're, we're not, we're subject to, you know, the way we grow up. So sometimes you're going to bump heads and then you learn to forgive and you get over it and you understand that everybody means well. Like I was I was giving the, the best answers, right? It was all true, but it was answers that was not familiar with the world, right? So they're probably like, what the, who's this guy, right? And I started to think like, man, like, why would I not get in this? Why?" And there's, they probably have reasons that they didn't tell me, right? So I can't say that I, I know why they didn't bring me in. But I do know that I think for myself, and they don't like that. And the reason why is because, um, with all the stuff that's going on with um, cancel culture and Me Too and all that stuff, um, they're like skeptical on letting certain people in because they don't want to salvage the LAPD reputation. Now, mind you, LAPD is the most popular. Probably the most popular uh, police department in the country. LAPD, it's all over movies, it's everywhere. LAPD is like the place to go. So, because of that, they have a reputation and they don't want to salvage it. They don't want people who think for themselves. They don't want people who make their own decisions. Why? Because it's a threat to them. So, therefore, they're going to hire people they can control low key. Now, this is just my opinion. Don't come after me. This is just my opinion, okay? But, and this is how I see it. And sometimes I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. This is just my opinion, how I see it. And, you know, you don't have to agree, okay? But, um, I think oftentimes, you know, the police academy accepts um, people who are controllable because um, they get the job done. They get the job done. And I follow orders, so they misunderstood me. So that, But it's fine. It wasn't meant to be, I'm happy that it didn't go that way. Certain things worked out the way they did, so I'm grateful for that. But um, because of the fact that um, people who think for themselves, for the most part, you don't always see in the the um, in the academies or whatever the case is, is that you're gonna you gotta understand that you're gonna get that type of character in the way they deal with society, right? You're not gonna get an independent-minded person dealing with society if you're not hiring independent-minded people. So oftentimes, of course, we're going to see them making mistakes. Of course, we're going to see all this stuff because the people that they're hiring, you know what I'm saying? They may not be in the best. um, um, They might be as sharp as they could be or what they should be to really get the job done. And I'm not saying that I was going to be the one to do that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's important that the mind is sharp, right? And you got to think for yourself. A sharp mind only thinks for themselves, right? So with that being said, I think um, people are also um, – I do understand why there is um, a, such a backlash against police, um obviously emotions are involved, so it's making the the intention a lot more dramatic, right? Um and um wild. Like uh abolish police, they're all racist, they're killing black people. Like I I'm not I'm not with that kind of talk. I'm not with that kind of talk. But I do believe that they're not entirely crazy, the people on the left who are saying these things about police. I do believe police do make mistakes due to the fact that they're um, probably not from a lot of those areas. And the fact that, um, like I was just saying, not all police officers, due to how um, policemen are being hired, due to the hiring process, not a lot of Um, police officers, um, and not all, I'm sure there's some good ones, are, um, as sharp as they need to be. So, of course, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes because they're not all that they need to be. So, I wanted to get to that because, um, I think that's a big part of why cops are hated too is because I think also not all good, good men are in, um, The uh, being hired. I think that that's a thing, in my opinion. And when you don't hire good men and strong men and sharp men, or at least ones that with the intention of being all they need to be, right? Then you're going to get people who have issues on the job. Cops who are making mistakes, You Know what I'm saying? They're there, these things are gonna happen because they're not sharp at the end of the day. So, I hope that made sense. I try my best to explain that. Um, call in if you have any questions about it. And, uh, that's just a little bit of my story, and that's just my opinion, you guys. I think, uh, I think that it's important as men in society, though, to be sharp. I think that that's and nobody's perfect, right? You know, And we're on our way to, being, uh, to perfection, right? So um, as long as our heart is pure and in the right place and wanting what's right, that's important, right? It's not perfection. And I'm not even sitting up here, I ain't the toughest guy, I ain't the toughest guy in the world, but my intention in my heart was to do whatever I had to do to get the job done and I'm willing to work hard, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to grow, to do what I had to do to be what I would have had to have been to be a police officer. And that was my intention. That was my heart. And that's all you can ask for. But they didn't want me. So that's okay. But men have to be in the right place mentally, sharp mentally, spiritually, physically, but also their emotions have to be checked. They have to be overcoming. But most importantly... Because all those things are just symptoms of having a heart that wants what's right and is pure and honest, and then those things will come over time, right? So um, that's important. But anyway, I'm going to get to some calls really quick. What time is it? Uh, I hope that made sense. Um, I don't know if, Asanya, you want to jumping in on that at all or
0: uh, about the cops
2: or just whatever <laughs> i said a lot i don't know if you no I, know. I mean
0: um yeah it's all all very good i really like kind of just to go back to the the kid um yeah it really is it's it's interesting to see someone after seeing those two other clips um really seeking uh, it seems a lot his biological parents maybe um that, you know him seeking some sort of answers or love in that in that way um you know maybe no mention of God ever you know right definitely in that conversation with the with the um detective so uh yeah and the and you can see this kid is definitely like crying out for help like you said and he's like he knows something yeah is wrong right <laughs> and he's like he's not fighting it he's like i need help i'm like can you get somebody and yeah he's, he's saying the things that he's heard oh psychologist, maybe, maybe right. this will help somebody and um yeah you're right it's just not enough people who are spiritual uh educated to to be able to Kind of guide people so, exactly exactly yeah, that, that is uh eye opening. I've never seen that, and um yeah very interesting
2: yeah that's that's exactly it is that there's not enough people who are able to aid this kid in the proper way, and he's he's asking, and if you look at the whole clip, it's like a three hour long uh, video interview. And he's just like he knows he did wrong. He's he knows he did wrong, and he's asking for help. And then this cop, you know, and maybe that's part of his job to deny it. I don't know. Maybe that's part of his investigation process. I I've heard of stories to where they pretend to be a certain thing, the detectives, in order to get to a a different type of conclusion. So maybe he's pretending. I don't know, but from what this video clip seems is that he's the cop really don't know what to tell the boy, you know what I'm saying? So my point of all of that was to say that, um, cops like that have to be sharp. If we're solving problems, if we're solving problems in the world, real world issues, spiritual issues that we have to be sharp, you know what I mean? Especially these cops And like I said, he may be a good detective in detective work stuff, right? But he also got to be spiritually sharp because people like this boy need it. They need somebody to give them hope, a direction to do better. And he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. But what's wrong with him spending the rest of his life in jail with peace? You know what I mean? Finding the way. So I think that it's important that, you know, we we all, everyone, no matter what you do, garbage man, uh, police officer, podcast host, whatever you do is to just be sharp in all your ways completely. So that way you can be of service whenever you're needed and we get the job done. Um, so anyways, I'm going to try to take some calls. Uh, let me know what you guys thought about that. Uh, before we take a break, I'm going to take one call really quick. Uh, let's see. Uh, Moon Cricket Stinks out of Michigan. Um, oh, shoot. Let me see if I remember how to do this. Okay. Moon Cricket Stinks from Michigan is calling. Moon Cricket Stinks. Oh, no. Moon Cricket Stinks, you're on the air with you all Friday. Welcome to the show. Hello, oh, you bet. <laughs> good, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. Pretty good. How are you? No man is good, but all is well. That's right. That's right.
4: God is good. America is great. Beer is awesome. And <laughs> all is well. Right on. Right on. I wanted to first uh um, just make a, a quick note about you know the Nicholas case you know and I yeah. I listened to what you were say, uh listening to saying and I listened to the videos um I've never actually heard of it. I was just listening to it while I was uh scrubbing this tractor here um oh by the way, shout out to David Alex we' on the chat and uh, I know you over there too we're both farmers oh, right um on. but uh, I just wanted to uh touch on the fact that um you remember the movie and this is why I'm saying this. You remember the movie Halloween, how, yes, he's a serial killer, but, but for the you know large part of the few movies, they're trying to admit him back to this mental hospital, right? And the simple fact is, he still killed people, and instead of facing consequences, like, eh, yeah, he was a little bit immortal, but instead of facing consequences, they get trying to put him back in the mental hospital. And I kind of feel like with some of these mental case patients, I mean, this kid killed 20 people. 20 lives, dreams, aspirations, God, love, family, they're gone yeah. because of this guy. Yeah. And you have to acknowledge the fact that we all have, um, you know, the devil has never stops working in our lives unless you find perfect peace. Right. But the simple fact is, on this earth, actions have consequences.
2: Yeah, for sure.
4: And when you decide to listen to whatever reason and take another person's life, I mean, in the Bible, God said, "Thou whose bl- uh, man's blood shed, shall his sh- blood shall be shed by man," which is thing th- which goes to say, of when you infringe, if you want to be you know more patriotic, saying when you infringe on somebody's life, yeah, you now forfeit yours. Oh, because you made that choice.
2: Yeah, yeah,
4: and that's kind of where I'm, that's why I never was for mental hospitals and all these other things because one, they're mostly just a waste of money, but is mostly the fact of some of these people are being admitted, but other people's lives have been either permanently damaged or are flat out taken away. Right, right. And right. I guess that's why, for me, obviously, um, I'm more interested in the fact of finding um, more, of an e- more of an equal uh, punishment to a crime. And to me, if you murder somebody, then you forfeit yourself because that person has now been removed because of you. You know, and that's why this kid removed twenty people.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: And you can't. And you can't. And they're not coming back. Yeah. And that's why I kind of when they talk about this whole mental health thing, to me, that's just more of just an excuse. I mean, we've existed long before this whole mental health issue, you know, part, and you know, uh, have you ever seen the show? Leave it to Beaver? I know I'm going to sound old here.
2: Um, uh, no, you ever seen it? No.
4: Well, in this one episode, um, this bully, uh, was picking on Beaver and what happened was Beaver was going to throw, uh, was, uh, debating about whether to fight back. And so what the bully did was he put a stick on his shoulder and the old days, when a boy put a stick on your shoulder, you had two options: either A, you knocked it off and a fight commenced, or B, you walked away. And yeah, he would he'd make fun of you and everything, but that's how you was done. Nowadays, when people pick on you, you can't even fight back because oh, then yeah. the school goes, then the school goes, oh well, he's 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 you know I'm not even gonna try and make excuses because I'm sick of him. But the fact is, sometimes, you know, kids need to be kids, and that's why I'm more of a fan of the older ways of doing things. Same thing with, you know, punishment. I mean, so many of these kids don't even get properly raised. Right. They don't get properly trained. You know, and I part of that, I believe, is a cultural problem, uh, just from the simple fact of you know, <clears throat> some of these kids, they need a purpose. They need something to draw from, and obviously, serving God is the greatest purpose, because God gives you a purpose. Right. That's why, um, in many things, serving Him is so good, because God gives you a purpose. This world does not give you a purpose. You have to figure it out. So if you choose, not, if you choose to live of the world, you have to find a purpose, but when you don't find one, you act out. And you ever know if these mental health cases, or these inner-city schools, or even with uh, the crime or how certain groups of people do certain things, it always goes back to the fact that they don't really have a purpose or direction in life. So they're going to go with either what makes them the most comfortable or whatever the world kind of directs them to, because they don't have God to direct them. Yeah. You know, they don't have perfect peace. They don't follow anything. They just, they follow the world. And of course, just like with this kid and many others, the world will lead you to destruction.
2: Yeah. Well, really quick, really quick moon, moon cricket. What's, um, what's your point to all of it? Um, so I can, uh, cause I got to take a break here in a second.
4: Oh yeah. Well, my, my normal point was going back to the fact of, um, if you don't serve God and you choose to serve the world, you need to find a purpose. And if you don't, then you're going to be left in the state of, um, sadness, chaos and destruction. And this, Unfortunately, this kid was never given any kind of direction, either by God or by Earth, and now he's where he's at. Yeah, And that's just a simple case of most mental health patients or also people just in the inner cities or even um, in different parts of the world. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing I was coming from.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I'm a, I am have to I have to take a break in a second right here, so I'm going to hang up with you, but I'm going to answer what you just said right now. I'm going to add on to it. But thanks for your call, Moon Crooked. I appreciate it. Call back. Um, and oh, you I know it. Appreciate the love, man. Love you too, Joel. Take care. All right, man. So, yeah, um, you know, these kids, you know, they – he makes a point in the fact that when they're not rooted in anything – I know this kid in the interview talks about you want to be like an Army Ranger when you grew up. But if he's not encouraged in that way, um, then, you know, then he's – then he's going to be led astray. And, you know, if his if his family, if what he's saying is true, um, makes him feel crazy and worthless and, you know, like a bad person, then obviously his aspirations aren't going to come true because he feels like he's not worthy. So um, Cricket, Moon Cricket, I think that was his name, he's right about that, is that when you're rooted in what you want to do and you're, you know, you're influenced by the right people, then you are led away from all those negative or negativity, negative thoughts and Satan trying to convince you that you're worthless. So that's important, but that's what Jesse talks about is, you know, families being raised right. And having uh the father's in a home. This, this kid was adopted. He doesn't know his real parents from what I know of. Maybe he does, but he wasn't raised by his real parents. So all that stuff matters. But, um, Bunch of calls. We're going to get to some calls. I'm going to take a quick break. I don't even know why. I think it's because that's what James does. But we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. And I have some more stuff that I want to talk to you about. Ooh, deep. We're going to get deep. So stay. Come back. Don't come back. Don't leave. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get to some calls and some more stories here, okay? Okay. All right, y'all. I'll be back. All right. We back. We back. We are back. Um, Amazing. So I wonder if I should get to some calls or do I want to go to this next story? Let me take a couple calls and then I'll go to this next story. Uh, I got a story that I want to talk about that's so important that it has to be said. So remind me not to uh, forget to bring it up because it's so important, key, that we're definitely going to have to talk to so or talk about. So don't let me forget, y'all. Don't let me get carried away with these calls. Uh, let me go to William out of California. Uh, William, you are – wait, let me make sure I press the right button. Uh, William out of California. William, you are on the show. Welcome to the show. You're talking to Joelle Friday.
5: Joel, good morning. Good First morning. First time caller for you.
2: Right on. How you doing, yeah. William?
5: I'm hanging in there. But um, you said you were in the police academy and, and they didn't want you. When was this, Joel? This Joel?
2: was this was like I wasn't in the police academy. I was in the uh, the hiring process, and that was about two years ago.
5: Oh, okay, right in the middle of this mess.
2: Or, or maybe, yeah, maybe a year and a half to two years. Yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah. Yeah. See, um, your heart's in the right place and everything. And yet LAPD is definitely, um, under the microscope every year. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the largest police departments and it's always being looked at because they have a lot of, uh, things, uh, I don't know if being a police officer in San Jose compared to Los Angeles is probably no comparison, you know? But, I, but,
2: um, are you a police officer?
5: No, 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 no. You went through the process. It's probably close to being in boot camp. I don't know what is boot camp, nine weeks of training for the the military. So you were pretty much in a, kind of like a boot camp. It's not easy for anybody that's, you know, like, thinking that that's easy to do. It's not easy to do and everything. I commend you for going through all of that. Right, right, right. Right. So, what story are we talking about that you have on the menu?
2: No, I mean, what were you calling and said you wanted to talk about police or midterm? What did you? Yeah,
5: yeah. That, they don't have a. That's not an easy job, man. I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there. And you still do have some young men who are raised by their fathers, and they they say they want to be a police officer or fire fireman or anything like that. You got young young boys that. Have those aspirations still, you know, and yeah. and it's gonna be their fathers to see them through those type of things, right? But, um, I, they, we were asking like a question about voting, and right now this is one of the most important midterms we've ever had because of um, everybody's looking: Mexico, the Bahamas, Jamaica, Africa, right. England. All these countries, all these countries are looking at us right now because as we go, they go. Right, right, right. You know, and if, I wouldn't even hesitate. I notice a lot of young men have gotten on the air and they've been asked this basic question. Do you think women should be allowed to vote? And I w- without hesitation, I would say no.
6: Oh, okay, interesting. I,
5: I, and I don't care. I'm like a thinker like you. I don't care what people think. I say no. Okay. Um, the re- the reason why I say no is because um, at one time they didn't, and when they were not allowed to vote, usually the father in the household was the one who voted for the whole household. Yeah. That's yeah. a little bit before my time. I'm not yeah. quite that old. Yeah. But I can say, at least in the black community, the families were stronger when the men voted for yeah. the
2: household. Yeah. And it makes sense because when men when families were together, um, the they they decided things. The things were decided as a whole. Not as a whole, meaning like everybody made a decision, but everybody yeah. came to an understanding. So there was no need for um and it wasn't nothing against women. It was there was just no need for a woman to need no. to vote if she was a, no. a wife and the husband was the one out, you know, making um you know, going out to vote or whatever the case is, the consensus in the home was one idea. So well, there yeah. was no need I mean, for if women you to have
5: vote. a bunch of ideas in one household. You have something called fusion or confusion. It's, it's 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 all over the place. Right. But when when they were like I said, this was before my time. Um, women were always allowed to vote from my time on. I'm a little bit older than you, but yeah. there was a time before my time yeah. where women were not allowed to vote. Yeah. Was that better? I'd have to say yes. The results were better.
2: Interesting. The
5: results were better. I mean, you had better the kids were better. The families were together. Right on. And man. It wasn't an issue.
2: Well, I appreciate that, William. I appreciate your take on that. Um, I'm gonna talk. Thank a, you. Yeah, I'm gonna hang up to get to another call, but I'm gonna talk a little bit about that as well. Um, okay. Thanks for calling in, man. Have a good day. You as well. All right. So um, William talks a little bit about women to vote. To be honest, in my opinion, whatever. Like if they wanna, my thing is this. My thing is this. My thing is this. Because. Um, Do I feel that women should be police officers or anything like that? For me it's like, um, obviously men are biologically stronger, right? They're biologically more capable. Now obviously there's some strong women who are um, more capable than some weak men, right? Of course that's, that's gonna be a debate. But biologically men are just stronger, right? So um, just my thing is, like, why not, as a woman, you know, I would want to just leave it to the man to to handle that kind of stuff, right? But my thing is this, is that if they want to do it, then let them do it, and then they'll soon realize why they shouldn't have did it, right? But when you hold it against them and you keep them from doing it, then they hate you because they don't really understand why, but when you allow them to understand it themselves through experience, then they can't hate you. They can only look at themselves and be like, wow, I actually am not fit, right, to do this, or not that I'm not fit, but I actually don't want to do this. I almost died. A, a, A homeless man, three times my size, threw me around, you know what I'm saying? So, sometimes you got to just let them hang themselves with their, own, with, with their own rope. So, that's my philosophy on women voting, having uh, uh, the same jobs as men. Like, you know, let them do it. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. But let's move on. Um, let's go to, let's see. I'm going to take another call. Yeah, it's not. It's not women were banned from being before. There was laws. Yeah, it's not women were banned from being cops before. There wasn't. Oh, Nick said that it's not like women were banned from being cops before. There wasn't laws bearing them, barring them. What do you mean by that, Nick? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nick is saying that according to Wikipedia, there wasn't laws that said you couldn't be cops. Uh, women couldn't be cops before. They just they just weren't cops because, I mean, for obvious reasons, right? So now um, they are. And obviously because we're seeing a shift in women wanting to do things like men and, and work and provide and stuff like that, we see that shift. So... There's now, there's a lot more women cops. And I show respect to everybody, man. I don't, I don't carry that energy. And I don't think nobody should carry that energy. You see a female cop, you greet her with respect, right? Show respect to everybody. And if I were to work with a female, if I was a cop and I were to work with female cops, I'm not going to have a, a bitterness or make jokes about it. Like wh- That's a lack of respect. You know what I mean? Like, she's there, she's a cop, and that's just what it is. Respect her. And that way they make the decision on their own if it's right or wrong, not because you pointed a finger. So that's what I believe. Let me go to Jordan, a first-time caller out of California. Uh, Jordan, welcome to the show. You're on with Joel Friday night, James Hake.
4: Good morning, Joel. How are you?
2: Good morning. Doing well. How are you? All's well. Yeah, I just wanted
1: to real quick. You know Trevor Wesley still, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I want you to ask him. When is he gonna make a full length track of Slutmaker? maker? Trev- Twenty seconds ain't long enough.
2: Trevor, you hear the request? If you're watching right now, Trevor, you hear the request. Everybody yeah, I mean, wants the go track. On that track too, spitting some bars. Ooh, if I'm worthy, if I'm worthy,
1: you are. What the? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Appreciate it, Jordan. Yeah, you have a good one, man. Hey, man, you too. Uh, let's see. Okay. Okay, we getting some calls. We got call in at 888-775-3773. We got a line open. Feel free to call in. Should I get to this topic now or should I take another call? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'll take one more call. One more. One more. Let me go to Danny out of Bulgaria. Danny, you're on with Joel Friday. Welcome to the show.
7: Good evening, Joel. I hope you're doing well. Doing well. How are you? Glad to be. I I can't complain. Things are fine. Uh, Well, I'm calling because I read an interesting article. I don't know if you are familiar with this uh, initiative that has been coming out of the United States uh implementing um, a new currency a digital currency called fed coin f e d as federal coin as a coin which is basically similar to the bitcoin it's a digital currency but yet controlled by the government and um this will inevitably uh leads to an issue here and there and uh, because uh I'm sure you you know this, everybody knows this. The market is a living organism, basically it uh, it, it basically takes care of itself. but if you try to dominate it, you will uh, create an issue for for you and for everybody. right So uh, this uh, inevitably leads to inflation, and uh, inflation is basically w- when you're taking somebody's money to make somebody else's money free. Right uh, therefore, it's not free, and uh, I wanted to give you a uh, new audience a little bit of advice because uh, in Europe, we've been facing the same issue for thousands of years already. so uh, I admire when Jesse says that uh, you should take 10 percent of your salary away. Yeah. But you see, there's a little bit of a trouble with this statement because uh, it's eighth uh, of November 2022 and 10% of your salary today is not the same as 10% of your salary on 1st of January, 2022, 11 yeah. months ago. Although it might be the same salary, you can afford to buy less with it. So my practical advice is to, uh, and I'm, please understand, I am not promoting anything. I am not, uh, you know, saying names of companies and stuff like that. Yeah, please don't. Basically, no, 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 I won't. I, I've been watching the show. I know I rules.
2: I got my just finger on the button, play. just in case.
7: Nah, dinner, just
2: in case. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you,
7: you must always be practical. <laughs> uh, but this is my methodology. As far as I know, every bank in Europe does it, so I'm pretty certain every bank in the United States does it too. There is this called investment coin. It's a pure 24-carat coin. You can always go over there, ask, and... Uh, this is what I'm doing. I am uh, selecting, uh, you know, putting, putting away 10% of my salary. Nice. And I am using it to buy this investment gold. Because there is a very old saying. I don't think it's from Europe. I think it's even from Asia. Gold is to be kept. Silver is to be spent. Because you must always have a little bit of a reserve. You don't know when it will start to rain. And by rain, right. you know, I mean problems. So right. this is my advice. Uh, inflation isn't going to stop. Things will not get better. So I, I urge people to, of course, do your own research. Yeah. Uh, even I don't know which company is the best. I, I'm right. just going in with the way I'm, I'm doing it. But uh, gold is the oldest currency. Have you noticed that uh, if you watch old European movies, you will see that even the lower class, has golden rings, golden bracelets, neckl- necklaces. This is because it's currency, because you never know what will happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially Southeastern Europe has been a problematic region for 4,000 years. It's, uh, we do have our problems, of course. But this is my pure advice. Just make sure you are protected. And the way you are protected is, according to my advice, of course, and as you said it brilliantly, I may be wrong. But this is a proven method, which yeah. I and many people around me are using. I hate to see people dealing with inflation, yeah. but it is what it is, yeah. and we must be realistic.
2: So gold, gold is, a, is the way to go. Because you never uh, know. You never know. So uh-huh. then in, just in case you can sell, if you have some gold and something happens, you can sell your gold and get some money.
7: This is why I said investment gold because normally it it has a certificate with it. So you can go to whichever bank is near to you, put it on the cashier's desk, and and they will basically give you the money just because we're seeing the certificate. Interesting. And and if it's it's a fake one, they'll find out. Don't worry about it. So don't get any funny ideas. Well,
2: uh, Well,
6: I appreciate that, Danny.
7: and I would like to uh, say that uh, I watched you the last time. Honestly, you did so remarkable. I had no idea you had health issues. I'm glad to see that you're doing well now.
2: Thank you, And man. I would
7: like to wish you all the best and kind regards to your colleagues as well.
2: Oh, man, Pre- appreciate it, bro. And I thank you for calling in. And um, I think I spoke, I don't know if you, you called in last week. Did, was that you? I or did. No? Oh, okay, okay. So we yes. did speak. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you calling back, and I appreciate that, man.
7: Have a remarkable day, Joel. You, kind of regards to your colleagues, and God be with you.
2: You as well. Bye. Goodbye. Um. Nice. Um. You guys can definitely take that advice if you see fit. I mean, it kind of makes sense that gold. Um, if you have some gold and something happened, then you need to sell the gold. You get some money. That makes sense, right? But ultimately, he's just saying save save 10% or save, you know, a little bit more or invest. So that way you don't um, run into not having nothing in case if anything happens. So appreciate it, man. Smart advice. I appreciate it. So um, before I get to these next calls, I want to get into this, okay? I even wore the shirt. I wore the shirt for it today, okay? Is... I wanted to talk about, because this is so important. I can't even, I can't even stress how important this is. And because there's guys who are always looking for the answer, right? We're trying to find the answer on how to make relationships work, how to be the right husband, how to be a good husband, how to find the right wife. It all comes down to a few things, right? But, the main thing I want to talk about, I, I don't, I'm not going to get entirely into it. We'll, we'll see what happens, right? We'll see where the, the spirit leads. But I wanted to talk about sex at a wedlock, okay? Sex at a wedlock. Now, here's the thing that I want to start off by saying is that, and then I'm going to get back to your guys' calls. There's a line open. Uh, You can call 888-775-3773. But. I wanted to talk about having sex at a wedlock. And I understand. I understand. I want to start by saying I understand that there's not a heavy education on not having sex at a wedlock. So it's extremely hard to not have sex at a wedlock. I tell you that. I tell you that. And I know. So I understand but it doesn't mean that it's um, okay, right? And it doesn't mean that um, just because it's hard and there's no education that things are gonna be just fine in your relationship, no. Not having sex at a wedlock is probably the most important thing you could ever do. Ever do. As a matter of fact, the reason why the world is so messed up is because of sex at a wedlock and no fathers and you know, all that stuff. But it's, A big part of it is sex out of wedlock because I'm going to tell you why. I first want to start off with why. Because you got to understand is that when you have sex, it feeds the ego, right? And I want to bring in um, some guys. I want to bring in um, in a second. I'll call to you guys, but Hassan, and then I also want to talk to Nick too. Um, but I'll let you guys know, but, um, it's, yeah, Nick. So I'll let you know when though. Not yet. Not yet. But men have to understand, well, all people have to understand what sex does. So sex feeds the ego, right? It feeds the ego. And what the ego is, is, um, your emotions, right? Your emotions. Every time you give in to your ego in any kind of way, and especially sex, it takes, it heightens your emotions times 100. So if you're emotional and if you're a female, now it's harder for females, you got to understand. So guys who are having sex, that's why we're, Jesse calls us the slut makers because it's harder for women to see that They're caught up in their emotion because they live there. It's natural. It's a natural habitat for them. So they actually learn to cope in their emotions and live in their emotions. So they don't even know that they're being emotional when they're emotional because that's just their comfort place, right? So us as men, when we have sex with these uh, women who oftentimes, um, you know, women do push it. They push it. You know they they tempt you because they're beautiful and and sexy and cute and they would like to cuddle and all that stuff and you know we like to do it too, so um, it's harder for men to resist and oftentimes women use it against men, but um, the reason why it's um, men are the ones who allow or or cause it cause them to be. Um, what would you call it, more subject to their ego is because we know better. We know a little better than they do, right? So oftentimes when we give in to sex, I'll use sex as an example. And now the everything below sex, like kissing, hugging, is, is, is subjective to your personality, to um, whatever you and your spouse or whatever you want to call it, a significant other um can handle or not so um it's times 10 so every time you do it just keep in mind that you're you're 10xing 100xing the emotions so moving forward it's important because i realized a couple of things one is that when you do this um uh, Oftentimes in a relationship, the reason why people are close is because they're tied to each other for the wrong reasons emotionally. So they think they're close, but they're not. And then we take advice from people in the world who are having sex at a wedlock and we take advice from them because they seem so close to their significant other, but they're actually not. They're just tied in the wrong ways. The most important thing about a relationship is a friendship. How you know you're going to marry a woman is how close you are with her and how you truly see her, okay? Friendship is not just like, um, like, hey, we're friends, like, oh, I know her, you know, me, we joke, we laugh together, no, it's not about laughing, right? And a lot of people think that, right? It's not about laughing. Friendship is when you truly understand the person because God gave you insight to see who that person really is and then they see it as well. That's a true friendship. But guess what? That can't happen when you're having sex because it gets confused with the false version of friendship, which is lust, where you think you're close but you're not. And I'm going to tell you the difference is because I learned this is that in my last relationship, um, no sex happened. There was no sex that happened, so I got to learn a lot from my last relationship. And I noticed that when relationship, when people who are in relationships and they fight, they get into fights, uh, disagreements, or arguments. Um, when they don't know how to solve it the very first thing people like to do is just to get rid of the problem. How can we get rid of the problem? The best way they do it, they know how, is to have sex, right? Let's just have makeup sex. We hear that all the time, makeup sex. We argue, we fight, then we have sex, and then it ends up being good, right? (laughs) And that's why, that's like a popular thing. Makeup sex is huge. Because the frustration and the aggression and the anger and all the emotions tied together makes for good sex, right? That's just the reality, right? But guess what happens? Yeah, you had some great sex. Ooh, I love her even more. She just gave me good sex, right? Or I love him even more. But guess what? You actually got further apart. Your relationship is actually dying even more. Because I'm going to tell you why. So key, because instead of solving the issue, sex sweeps it underneath the rug. But let me tell you this. When you take the sex out and there's no sex right involved, what I had to do, uh, uh, my ex and I had to do, is if we had a disagreement or an argument, in order for us to fix it and be back on the same page, the only thing we can do because no sex was involved is we had to talk. We had to solve it. So every time that we didn't solve it, we were battling head-to-head, right? Every time we didn't solve it, we were on the same page. But now we can't move forward in a relationship and we can't grow and learn and now there's a rift because the, the the situation was not solved, right? So we had no choice. If we wanted to move on in the relationship and work on it, we had no choice but to solve it. That's why I'm so grateful that that God allowed me the grace not to have sex at of wedlock because I learned that every time we got into an, an argument, I had no choice but to figure out how to solve it and what the problem was because when we figured out the problem, Not only do we get tighter, but we came to the same conclusion. We're on the same page, and we can move forward with peace. And we just grew. We just overcame a new issue that that was a a problem before, that burdened us before. We got an answer to a problem we didn't have before. We grew tighter, and we're on the same page. Right? Then we move forward. But if we would have been having sex, we just would have— Uh, swept it underneath the rug because after you have sex, you forget about the problem, you don't talk about it, but you feel better. So now you just let it go and then you move forward again, right? But because we weren't having sex, we were able to solve problems, solve problems, solve problems, solve problems. problems. So I realized that oftentimes men um, just don't understand, and women don't understand what it means to really have a marriage. Because guess what? Guess what? This is what I learned, too. This is what I learned, too, is that when you have a true friendship, and this is deep, this is deep, is that when you truly know somebody and you know them, and God, but you can't just pretend to know them. God has to give you the insight. God has to give you a peek at who they are. And when you know that, this is why marriage is how our, marriages are supposed to, to last. Because when you get that insight and you know them, you can't unlike them. You can't unlike them. It's impossible to unlike them because you know them. That's why marriages, when you're a friend and you guys become true friends, true connection, you guys see each other know each other and it's godly, you guys, you can't unlike each other. That's why it's to death do its part. It's not just a vow. It's it's in you because there's no, there, there's no way, there's nothing they can do to make you unlike them because you already know that who they are in God. So there is no unliking, right? So no matter what they do, cheat, all that stuff. Now, obviously, there's grounds for um, divorce, obviously, which shouldn't happen, right? But when people cheat and they break the covenant and stuff like that. But that still doesn't make you unlove the person because you know who they really are, right? But the reason why relationships today don't last and why marriages don't last is because, for one, their connection is the sex. So once the sex runs out, then they realize they have the actual problems. And here's one of the big, the main reason why relationships don't work out and marriages is because as soon as it gets hard, people look at a checklist, right? There, there comes a checklist. The checklist says, oh no, he doesn't. Um, and I heard women tell me this. Oh no, he, um, he doesn't have a job. Uh-uh, he gotta go. Uh, that's, that's one check. That's one strike. Oh, he uh, yelled at me. That's strike number two. Oh, he da da da, and same for the guys. Oh, she her 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 breast stink. I'm making this stuff up. This is not actual. I'm making this stuff. Her breast stink. Oh, she uh, tries to control me. She's controlling. She has um, uh, uh, ex-boyfriend issues. She had blah blah blah. They have this checklist. So then, when the checklist gets checked off, they're like, Oh, that must mean it's time to go. Three strikes, he's gone. I gotta go. It's not about the checklist. That's the problem. It's that you don't really know that person. So you're finding reasons and excuses to get rid of the person, right? And if you're not vibing and you're not married, then you can leave. Leave, right? Like you don't, you're not entitled to get to know somebody and know them for who they truly are. No, if you guys aren't connecting, then you, of course you don't uh, try to force something. You leave. You have the freedom to leave. It shouldn't be that deep anyways. You guys should just be friends in the first place. It should be light. There should be no real issues like that, right? But when you truly, when it's truly added and a woman and a a man are getting to know each other and it's through God, and I've experienced this in my belief, I experienced this, then you... For one, you see how to deal with things, but for two, it's deeper than you trying to decide if you want to be with this person or not. It's not that. Like, it's not even about that. You're, you're able to actually let go of their issues because you, you see who they really are. So the purpose of dating and being friends is to truly know the person. So that way, both of you guys come to that conclusion that you truly know each other then you guys can get married and it'll never end. They'll never cheat. They'll never cheat. Nobody will ever cheat. Because both you guys know each other so well and you're walking in, and you never say never. You never say never. Cause you're not God, right? But you guys are walking in the light and you're continuing to grow and you're solving your issues. You're not using sex. You're doing all the things the right way, right? then there's no other way. It just stays because you know each other and you trust each other and it's God's light. It's God's trust. So sex out of wedlock, if you're doing it before you get married, you're, you're, you're screwing it up because you're making things more confusing in a relationship and it's getting in the way of you finding out who the real person is because you can't find out who somebody really is If they're constantly in their emotions, both of you guys, if you're in your emotions, you're not in the spirit. You're in the ego, you're not in the spirit. You're either one or the other, the ego or the spirit. You can't be in both. So you can't ride two horses. People want to have a little bit, but can I just, you can't. You just can't. Nobody, and it's hard. It's Lord, let me tell you, it's hard. But I'm grateful that God is not, um weak he stands in his way it's it's that's you either go spirit or you go ego and his way and he'll show you how to get there but it's not both you can't do both and the reason why relationships are working because people want to do both they it's hard to sacrifice the ego to have that get the prize but um unfortunately if you're waking up that's what we have to do. We got to sacrifice completely. The true sacrifice. We got to sacrifice the ego. If we want true peace, if we want eternal life, if we want a wife and we want kids to death do its part, the kingdom of heaven on earth, we got to do what's necessary. And we just, we'll we be led to it. But when we're ready to, to take that leap. So, I wanted to see what uh, Hassan had to say and then Nick. Nick, if you can come in. I don't know if you guys even have much to say about it or not, but um, if you do, Nick, uh, you can come in if you can. And then uh, Hassan um, as well, all three of us, if we can get all, all of us on the on the camera here, then we can just have some, you know, the guys can just talk a little bit and see what they thought about what I said. Or if they agree, maybe they disagree or you know, I want to get their take because they've also been in relationships. Um, I, um, you know, they've also been in relationships and they've also, uh, under have this understanding of, you know, not having sex at a wedlock or, you know, what, what comes from it if you do. And they, they know this stuff. Like these guys are smart. These are smart guys. And, um, and we fellowship about this stuff. So I wanted to hear their takes. And and some of them may have relationships. I don't wanna say who, but there you go. <laughs> so Nick is just getting in the chair, make sure he's good, and then we're gonna go to can you cut to the three of us? Yeah, hey. cool, cool. Okay. So obviously, you guys know um Nick and Hassan. I don't gotta introduce so- um. But there, no man. It's cool to see yeah, you there. Let's say, not that weird? That's super cool. <laughs> Nick is here. Nick is in the studio. Um, Nick, uh, go ahead. You can you can give me your take first, and then we'll go to Asan. On just on
6: like, you're supposed to not have sex out of wedlock? <laughs> <laughs> see, this is news. Why didn't you guys tell me? <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Wait, how do I fix what do this? Think? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, what do you no, think about the topic? For sure, it's, it's super deep, man. And yeah, um, oh, man, everything goes out of your mind when you come in here, but yeah, but just off the top, I, I, I've just been hearing other men and yourself, and, and we've had those men's forums we do here at Bond, yeah. And for me, like, uh, uh what's the word? I make mistakes and dumb stuff in my life, but for some reason there's some things in my life that I take the heed of others. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead of yeah. having it. and so I took I took it to, to heart. I'm on the shoulders of giants in a sense, right you know, on, using yeah. their advice of other men. Right on. And it's been a huge blessing, a huge blessing. But it's funny how uh you know, I'm dating, I'm dating. I'm right now, I'm dating somebody. Yeah. I'm like I'm in it. And yeah. And um even though we're not doing the sex, yeah, it's still an interesting um, what's the word? I almost don't even. Want, I hate saying journey. I'm on a journey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's almost an interesting, uh, you know, t- discovery of yeah. yourself because everything you described in the world of sex, like out of wedlock, still is happening. It's just you're just handling it better. It's like a way yeah. smaller degree and yeah. a way hand, more handleable level. If that yeah. makes sense. yeah. yeah, yeah now yeah. you're like, what I'm trying to say here is the the same battle of of, of, like, that's a woman, I'm a man, and and, uh, and my own uh, desires, if you will, and all yeah. that. But it's so much more. I'm, like, blessed to yeah. be doing battle in this way. Yeah. And. In which way? What do you mean? Help me understand. So What I mean is, since I'm not doing the sex, yeah. it's, like, the same mental stuff and desire stuff is happening. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I'm not playing with such a crazy fire. Yeah. That I'm blessed right now. I really am seeing so many yeah. things about her, about myself. Yeah, like what reality is.
2: So seeing, so it's like the there though you know not to do it. There's still like an urge and a battle at times to, maybe want to want to or the temptation to want to, but you don't.
6: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you and see the
2: results from it. Exactly. Okay. Okay.
6: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but even in that though, they're still like they're still like giving in and stuff. Is yeah. what I'm trying to describe oh but in it, scale, follow me in at in a, a smaller small, scale. it seems like i'm yeah. blessed in that way like but i'm not yeah but some people might think oh now i'm not having sex i'm like this monk person yeah. am i making any sense yeah so you following me yeah and so it's just i could see even deeper why you shouldn't do it it's yeah. like you're now gonna go through things and you're gonna be blessed to not be having yeah. to deal with the crazy you know, valleys, peaks, and valleys of, yeah. of the sex world. <laughs> yeah,
2: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. What you, what you, what you got to say, Azan? <laughs> the sex
0: world is funny. It's like dark arts.
2: The, yeah, yeah. I like that. You um, know, i
6: I was level like seven, like I don't know, <laughs> level this uh, dark art sex world mage. <laughs> I, like, I like that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I love what Nick just said, and I love. Your monologue about it, I, I think. Um, I think for me, the hardest part about the stop having sex at a wedlock thing was um, that, as my entire life being a artist or creative or whatever yeah. it is, yeah, I didn't realize how every element of my life had sex like involved in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there was an element. Of sex in every single thing that I did, not just sex.
2: Like, like, explain, explain if you can. Like,
0: music, and then Uh. then every element of that, like um, writing lyrics. Even if I'm writing lyrics Uh, about something that didn't have something to do with sex, they would always be like, oh, well, let's just put this. Sexually
2: influenced.
0: Yeah, or let's just put this line about not having sex, but it's still sex. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The topic is (laughs) still, you know.
6: Or you're, sorry. Yeah. No. No, I don't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to add to that. Or you're effing over somebody or you're doing some violent stuff, you know. Yeah,
0: or you're trying to overtly not. Uh, uh, promote sex But uh, even in yeah, that yeah, It's yeah, still oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm following follow. Okay <laughs> so I got So like yeah, yeah, Anyway yeah, yeah. All, So all these different things That Down to Artworks Or visual stuff Or things that I would always um, Again my imagination Yeah And what I realize is that uh, I remember we said it one time in church Where like Leading up to the sex In our imagination Yeah, yeah. Is worse Almost than the actual
2: Act. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because,
0: again, it's the imagination that's, like, leading up to it or that you've built this whole sex world.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it really is a figment of your imagination. It's not even the physical sex. Yeah. It's just this world that you've you've put yourself in, which is your imagination and the thoughts. So, anyway, I I think that, but I want to say more specifically on the relationship thing, it's funny because... I was just talking to uh, the girl that we were previously in a relationship. And I I told her, I said, you know, it's so funny that at one point, like what you said, I feel that God put us together and I knew what it felt like to be in something that was ordained. Yeah. Right. And I, I just said this the other day. I was like, you know, if there was any feelings ever of me, wanting something or missing something it's because the foundation felt maybe that it was off but when the foundation is a hundred percent on i believe that that's almost like the rib being yeah. put back in yeah and when you have the rib back in you don't yearn really for yeah for those things that much i'm not saying a hundred percent we're still human and we're still yeah. might have moments of whatever but I can say genuinely, there was a time period um, where, whatever, we were high in the spirit or we were <laughs> yeah. higher conscious. Yeah. I don't know what, whatever. Yeah. But there was a time period where I felt everything was whole, uh-huh. and and in being whole with myself and with the relationship, that yearning of it of trying to like get some sort of. Uh, symptom uh satisfying like to make it feel better. Yeah. I didn't need it yeah. because I felt like this is just we're standing on solid ground. Yeah. But when yeah. you're when you're shaky, you're just reaching out for anything yeah. to give you a like just to give you a hit. Yeah, yeah. Of like, yeah. you know what I mean? So Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I that's that's a good well both of those points are good points because what Hassan is saying is that the reason why we come from a place of wanting to reach out for sex is because the foundation isn't set. The foundation is off. So when you come across, which is a good point, you come across somebody who you're into, but both of you guys are seeing eye to eye, you guys are clear and a foundation is strong, it's such a good point because at that point, there's no desire of anything of uh, ill-intentioned. There's no ill intention, and it's true because when it's all together, and you know, and like you said, like you're in that moment to where you're at your your peak with it, with her or whatever the case is, is, that the desire for anything false leaves because you understand that you're in the light. You understand that you're in the light, and when you're in the light, to me, and then I, I'm, I'm gonna let you get to. I want to talk about what you said too, but when you're in the light, is like for me, what I like knowing. And what I mean by that is that when I'm in a relationship and we're at that place that Hassan is talking about, and we're here, in my head, when I know it, then I then it's gone. There's nothing there. Like, it's, it's just light. So you can let it go. And there's no, like, trying to work on it, figure it out, or fix it. And I think the way Hassan put it, he said that it's like the rib has came back and you're, you're solid again. I think that's the best place to be because when you can let it go and there's just a knowing inside that both of you guys are right, then that's what it's supposed to be. That's how it should be, and that's how the foundation is is set. So if I'm right, Hassan, you're saying that that's what it felt like when you guys were at that place is that your foundation was strong and you were in the light with it.
0: Yes, and real quick, yes. But now what I've realized is that in trying to, like, uh, maybe get something back or trying to, like, mend things or whatever, in that, now you are just reaching for whatever. And and that's where, again, the darkness or whatever, and you're trying to kind of heal that. But what I've realized now is that the rib thing, the problem is I know we believe that Eve is the is that rib right and now i truly believe that th- this is going to sound like super like christian like but,
2: <laughs> holy but kingdom building yeah
0: but i do think that like that's the problem is that if we don't already have that rib filled by like yeah. god and yeah. christ yeah then we're always going into yeah. things with that god. trying to fill that yeah and I think that if you if you can get to that place of fully already being that, then, like you said, God will add it. And, yeah. And, and that's what we have the, you know, we have that stubbornness. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and oftentimes, I don't know if you have anything to say, Nick, but um, did you have
6: something to add? Who's it? What's it? Uh, go on, move on. Um, <laughs> that's going to derail it. Move on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um... What was I about to say? Um, my bad. What were you just saying? <laughs> well, I'll <laughs> just bad. say my last statement
0: <laughs> okay, on yeah, it is yeah. that, is that I'm saying <laughs> Thanks, Nick.
6: Nah, I, I, I'm a professional.
0: <laughs> I'm only saying that to say because what I've realized is that I could want something and mm. I could start catering, being nice, being um, – or – yeah. wanting those bad things again, just to try to make it. Uh, yeah. you know, sometimes people be like, oh, well, if we have sex, then it'll be, we'll get the emotions back together. And, yeah, the, yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. the devil t- talking to you. Bring the spark yeah. back. Right. Exactly. So there's all I these always
6: cringe when I hear that. Yeah, but, there,
0: but if there's all those things that pe- yeah. that go through people's minds, like whatever I can do to make this work again. Yeah. But what I've realized is that you can't want something to work more than God wants it to work. Yeah, because I I even told her I was like, well, not to get, to, but I was. What I'm saying is, we we can want something, but we can't want it more than what God exactly. wants. Exactly. Exactly. Because it will not work.
2: It won't work. <laughs> e, that, that's so deep. And and How don't I do not know what God wants? I know, see. And here's the crazy thing, though. The crazy thing is that. <laughs> The thing is knowing what God wants too is that being able to take it or leave it because when you care about it it is ego, it's selfish. So it has nothing to do with the other person. when you want it, when you care about it, it's about you, not them. And you have to be in a place to where you could take it or leave it. And I feel like that's where God, you can't want it more than what God wants for you, like Hassan said, because God knows what you need and God knows what, what it needs to be. But if, if we have like this desire for it, like Hassan's saying, and we're trying to do what we can to save it or keep it or make it work, we're, we're acting out of what God wants us to, to uh, or how God wants us to live. So we have to be in a, a take it or leave it. It has to be like, I can leave this. I can take it. Because in that way, you can lead. Because there's no, you don't feel like you're losing anything if they leave. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, because as soon as they say something you don't like, or or as soon as you say something Mm -hmm. that they don't like, which is gonna, which happens often, (laughs) right? (laughs) They threaten to leave or whatever, you gotta let them go. And you have to be able to risk it not working out or her not being the one for you right? Because of you not being attached to it. And that's how you lead because sometimes you need to let them go. Sometimes you need to put your foot down and and lock the door, right? But if you want something like sex or, but I thought she was going to be my wife. I thought it was going to be kids. You want something to it. You can't handle it properly in the moment. If that makes sense. 100%. 100%. Yeah.
6: Mm -hmm. Dang. That was church <laughs> you know i didn't I can't look back though and look at what point I changed this change though yeah. I can't look at myself and be like, oh, you know what i just- re- I just realized I shouldn't do that i don't know I yeah. guess I did realize though yeah. if I'm honest, I did realize, but i'm what I'm trying to point out is that i didn't i never saw I never thought that I'd just give up sex right yeah, like that was like ingrained it was normal yeah, and i don't I can't tell you why. It changed so easily. Yeah. And I did mention, oh, you know, desires I still battle with little things, but like I can't tell you how little it is. Like like I don't know why I just yeah don't want to it's happened
2: huh? for you, but it's happened for you. It's transitioned for you in that way.
6: Oh, okay, wait, explain. What do you mean? Meaning like it's happened. It's transitioned. No,
2: meaning like you you that mindset that you have now. Wasn't that that wasn't the case before? But now that's the case, and you don't know how it happened. But no, that transition did happen.
6: Yeah, because I should be having sex. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Could you say what I should be having sex? (laughs) Straight up.
2: (laughs) But it's crazy how that switched though for you, because now you but you see.
6: No. Yeah. Okay. You see that
2: that's the the right way. Yes. And you see the results of you have to see because if you're in a relationship as long as you've been, then there's time. no way,
6: yeah, no yep. for sure. You're not, man. There's so many things I've caught. I can't even explain to you. So many things yeah. I've caught in, before it happened, myself and together, yeah. and like so many things. Ugh, anyways, it's stop lot, doing it, y'all. Like, it, yeah, like there's just like <laughs> yeah. all the same mistakes that you made in yeah. all your past relationships. You're not, yeah. You're, none of those are being made. Not well, none, but, <laughs>
2: but it's it's helpful. It helps. Um, well. There's a couple minutes left. I appreciate you guys for one. Oh, I, I take these last two calls, but that was ter- I That's the main thing I wanted to get to today. Was that uh, topic? I'm glad I saved uh, the best for last, and I'm glad that I got Nick and Hassan's take because we're three young guys, and you got to understand, young guys, it's a hard time in LA because these out uh, here is different. The home ain't loyal. <laughs> yeah. It's different out here, and you can get it whenever you want it. And when you're young, the drive, the drive is there. So it's not like we're over here not feeling these things. We're not feeling the desire, and we're not tempted. It's that we see the promise. So that's why I'm grateful to talk to these guys and guys my age so we can really get into it because we got to do something different. All the guys we gotta, we gotta make a change because that's the reason why you know people are out of control. There's no emotional control. There's no nobody's overcoming, and everybody just having sex with well, I can just c- continues to go downhill. So I appreciate you guys now, for hopping you, on. Yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate
6: Woo. that. You are talking about Cruz, Nicholas Cruz? Yeah. They talk They say killers, psychopaths. They're all people with no emotions. It's the opposite. It, it, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let I also, I also want to
0: recommend too. I think that men should. You know, they should date. They should uh, talk to women about this that they're dating, and and br- and bring it up and say, "Hey, this is what exactly. I think we should do." And because you'll learn a lot, you'll learn yeah. a lot about uh, about yourself, like yeah. what Nick is saying. Like you know, going we're through all it. Saying, yeah. And it's good to go through it. So yeah. you should. I don't yeah. think just running from it or isolating. Yeah. Date and yeah. go through it with people and learning. It. It, it can also yeah. be a good. Um, Like in bowling, what's the um
6: the bumpers? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I'm sorry, dude. (laughs) I have to add something to that. Yeah, real quick. Look if you're finding something you're doing, you're you're dating, okay, so you're dating, you're like, okay, my house is on fire, you realize you're doing something, you wanna change it. Just change it. Don't tell her. Don't go back, okay, babe, oh. this is what we're gonna change. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's sit down, babe. Good point. You might have to do that. I'm not yeah. saying never, but yeah. Oh, babe, this is what I'm gonna change about myself. This is what yeah. I'm gonna do different. Yeah. Don't do 100%. that. <laughs> just, they hold it It shows you. no faith. If you had faith in God, yeah. you would just see the do promise it. and do it. Yeah, 100%. That's
0: true. But if you start having sex with somebody and then all of a sudden, midway through the relationship, <laughs> you don't,
2: <laughs> be ready. <laughs> because that's both, a whole other show. These are both insane Conan. great points. These are both yeah. insane <laughs> great points. They're they're both 100% right. So pay attention. All right, this take is, it this home, is fake. Thank you, This man. is for yes, me sir. too. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, really quick. Let me go to Brian uh, on line two uh, out of North Carolina. Brian, make it quick because the show is coming to an end. Yep. Yep, I'm gonna make it quick. I'm gonna say real quick. If
1: you guys only knew how hard it was to find a wife, you probably wouldn't even be dating. Hassan, he hit the nail on the head when he said that God needs to be the rib, yeah. and, and when a man and a woman come together, they she is the rib. But this is the issue. He see, he explained a good part, which was the man side. The man's where the where God should be has been filled with the ego. So yeah. look at the woman. The woman is supposed to be filled with god with the love yep. of god because she loves her father yep. but she doesn't have that so she's filled with nothing but the ego and yep. so it will never work if it, if it doesn't make that way and it's so it's so amazing man and y'all guys are amazing to listen to because y'all are younger than me and i haven't been through it and i ain't had sex in almost three years now man no no more sex because I, I i had sex already i made a baby yeah, I don't have her anymore, and it's a mess, man. And 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 uh, you're so right about when you when you do come a, come across a woman, and you're not looking for a woman, and you and you don't have sex out of wedlock. I can't. You guys have. I mean, you probably have a little bit of idea now, but when if, if if that woman loves her father and she sticks with you, it will be the greatest. One of the greatest yeah. things you probably ever have, and you will be amazed at at how she grows. Yeah. You will see her grow, and you yeah. will, you will rejoice because you know that she is ready to be presented to God, whether she be your wife or not, your wife friend, sister, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. She's a woman of God, and that's amazing.
2: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I appreciate you adding on that, man. Great points, bro. I I really appreciate that. Y'all got deep. Y'all got deep. I'm running. I'm running. I'm out of time, so I wish I could let you go longer, but I gotta go. I gotta get to some super chats really quick. But thanks for calling in, man. If if uh either James or whoever comes back, call in again, could you got some good perspective, man?
1: For sure, brother. I appreciate your time, man. And it's good to see you again.
2: All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. All right, you too. Callers, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to get to some super chats real quick. Hassan hit it real quick, and then super I got to end the show.
6: Super chats.
2: Amazing. Let's
0: go ahead to Streamlab, Noah's Art, Kansas. and he says great show last week joel he black and still seeking the father like a mug
2: amazing thank you right on amazing
0: and i think that's it Right on. Thanks. Thank you. Thank, uh, what's his name? Oh, that was,
2: uh, Noah's Ark, Kansas. Noah's Ark, Kansas. I appreciate that, man. Uh, r- real quick, let me just 30 seconds, Eric. I'm sorry. I had to get there to because I, I left him on hold. Dang, I used to be mad when James did this to me, and now I'm doing this. Uh, real quick, 30 seconds, Eric, from California. Go. You're on the, you're on the air, Eric. Eric. Hey, all right. Bye. I try. All right, guys. That's it for the Hague report. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me. I'm grateful for being able to uh, share my thoughts on James platform. Please follow me on um, my YouTube channel. I might have some videos that I'm dropping soon of just me talking some more stuff. And different things. So go follow my YouTube channel, Joel Friday TV. Subscribe, 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 share all my stuff. I'm gonna be posting some more videos soon. Follow me on Instagram, Joe at Joel Friday TV. Follow my uh, my dance studio Instagram and YouTube channel, The Gifted of Dance. I'm all over there. Follow, please subscribe and let's do let's make a movement because I'm gonna be dropping some more stuff. I wanna have some more conversations. So um, be on the lookout and um, I appreciate you guys for uh, listening and staying tuned in and calling and sending super chats and writing in the chat. Appreciate Nick and Jesse and James and everybody at Bond for for allowing me to be on the show and getting in on the conversation. Thank you guys. And hopefully I'll see you again soon.
4: in the Entrepreneur Academy.